Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? I love that music. It's so fun to be here. This is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. I'm so excited that you're here for my next episode and that you came back to listen to more good news. You guys are so awesome. All your support is what keeps me going. And let me tell you, 2019 is off to an amazing start. This is going to be such a great year. Here we are sharing good news. This is a movement and we are growing every single week. Welcome to podcast number 28. I can't believe we're here already. 28 episodes I'm so excited about this episode today. We have a very special guest who will surely inspire you because she inspires me every day. The founder of my favorite design company right here in Connecticut, GL Design, the founder of GL Design, Gail Dudley. Welcome to the podcast, Gail. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Isn't this so fun? So fun. Isn't this fun? fun? Have you ever done a podcast before? No, this is my first one. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're like a newbie. I feel complete now. I really do. I'm so excited. I love it. Well, tell everyone a little bit about yourself because I know so much about you, but tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, first I want to kick off just by saying the irony of being here is that you inspire me so much. So thank you so much for everything you do for the community around here. And so basically, um, I have dual citizenship. That's my special start to who I am. Um, it's French, French and English. And American. American, sorry. Yes. Um, so my name is pronounced Gaël in Gaël. French. Gaël. Bonjour. And it's really Gaël Le Marchand. So it's Gaël Le Marchand Dudley in English. But um, So that's where the GL comes for the, the GL, GL design. And okay. So it's GLD. So design, so yep. it's Gail LaMarchand Dudley, and then the D is kind of Dudley and design. So yep. Yeah, I love that. A yep. double entendre. Yeah, although my colleague and I, Lisa Moreland, who's our senior designer, she's such an integral part of the company that we always say it's really Gail Lisa design. Yes, I love that. <laughs> yes, so, Lisa is a rock star. She's a rock star. So um, I was born and raised in France. I came to the United States in 1993. I went to the American School Paris, and then when I came to the States, I went to Skidmore College, um, graduated in 97, and I was a business major, and so I've kind of followed in my father's footsteps and thought I wanted to be um, sort of a marketing guru, started working in different corporations in New York City, and ended up working in hospitality design and marketing for over 15 years at Starwood Hotels. So that's sort of like a very quick snapshot of, you know, my background and my history, traveled the world, um, and always, always loved design. My mother, you know, I always laugh. She had a baby bottle in one hand and a Windex bottle in the other because we lived in a very Frank Lloyd Wright home growing up um, in the suburbs of Paris. And she was always like, you know, all of our all of our sort of furniture was really like contemporary and always had to be shined. It was chrome or there was glass and mirrors everywhere. Um, and sort of design has just been an integral part of my life. I love that. And you're a mom of I'm two boys, mother of two, two boys. busy boys and yes. um, also an amazing husband, Alex. So shout out to Alex. Yes. And so let's talk a little bit about France, um, growing up in France. What was that like and how do you think? How do you think that influenced you? Because I feel like there is such a sort of European flair to everything about Gail. 
Well, growing up in France was um, very interesting because although I was French, I went to the American School of Paris. Um, a lot of Americans went to the American School of Paris. A lot of the, you know, Euro Disney was installed during that time when I was in, uh, I think it was high school. Um, so there were a lot of expats. And um, so it was sort of the French girl in an American world. It truly was in a microcosm of, of the States. Um, so my experience was always extremely bicultural. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I had really a representative, you know, upbringing of like the French girl that came to the United States in 1993. It was I was always exposed to both cultures very at a very young age. Um, you are constantly surrounded by beauty when France. Yeah. Um, food, culture, um, eating healthy, um, exploring architecture and art, um, fashion. I'm always, you know, very interested in fashion, um, sort of pulling yourself together and, you know, hitting the streets, not in sweatpants. I know, right? That's <laughs> now a big I'm like, deal. Now I have a huge sweatpants collection, though, so I can't really say that I still follow that motto. Um, but, you know, growing up in France was a really special experience. I would think. Well, let's talk about your career switch, because this is sort of a big part of you, I feel like. Yeah. So it was three years ago, right? And you had this big corporate job, like you said, at yes. Starwood Hotels in marketing, um, which is an awesome... I, I remember when I first met you, you were still working there and it, you were really busy, yeah. super busy with this crazy job. So then what that's happened right. three years ago? I forgot that, that I was still there. Yeah, you were still there. Oh my goodness. That's right. That's right. Um, so what happened three years ago? So uh, three years ago... Um, I was the director of residential marketing and design um, at Starwood Hotels, and I had been at the company for almost just over 10 years, Um, and um, basically my job was to work on all the residences um, in the Starwood portfolio worldwide. So I think at one time I had almost almost 47 um, projects in my portfolio, and it was very exciting. So it was working with the developers to help sell the residences um, from a marketing perspective, but to also make sure that everything was on brand from a design perspective, working closely with um, W, St. Regis, and Weston were my three brands. So it was a very exciting job. Um, I had been on the side doing some design, both exterior and interior design, small projects for my friends. Um, so it was really all-encompassing. So it was kind of seven days a week working, but really loving it. Um, and I, um, was at the dentist at a random appointment, you know, and, um, my dentist found something in my mouth on the palate of my, um, mouth and my hard palate, what's called. And he said, oh, you should just go look at that. I'm like, okay, you know, routine visit, just like we all do our routine visits. And, um, my father who at the time, um, had, had cancer, um, you know, hooked us up with a quick, meeting at, um, at Sloan Memorial Kettering in New York. And they discovered that I had what was called leukoplakia, which is a, um, a form of, you know, doesn't always have to be cancerous, but a form of cancer on my hard palate of my mouth. So after luckily catching it, catching it and being able to remove it because not everything is surgically removable as we all know with cancer, um, and a very, very difficult recovery, um, I sort of looked at my husband and looked at myself and said, I don't know that I could go back to a desk job. Um, This was just, I guess, right around when I was 40. Mm -hmm. So I'm 43 now, so 40. Um, And 
Marriott was buying Starwood at the time. My boss was exiting. It was kind of like one of those moments where it just felt like, you know, I should just follow my dreams and listen to myself. And I left Starwood and started my own company, uh, GL Design. And, um, you know, my tagline is live beautifully. I think for me at the time when I came up with live beautifully, it was all about let's live our life to the fullest and Mm -hmm. as beautiful as it can be. And that's usually imperfectly perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's what beautiful means to you. And it doesn't need to be something on the outside. It can be something on the inside, but really just like what you want beautiful to be to you and how it makes you feel. And that's kind of, I I left and I started my own thing. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. I mean, just hearing that right there, there's so many takeaways in what you just said. Um, in that synopsis of what happened to you three years ago. But first of all, go to the dentist. Yes. Second of all, like, yes, get things checked if they find something right. Always. So many good takeaways there. But so let's break some of them down. First of all, I want to know, how do you think that health crisis has changed your life? Um, So there's there's two things in my life that were extremely impactful, Um, you know, kind of three, but two um, in year 2000, I was hit by a car, um, and I was, the car was going 60 miles an hour, I was thrown 40 feet across the intersection in Philadelphia. I was working, um, at a trade show and almost died. And, um, it changed my life forever. And that's how I turned to fitness and how I'm never going to forget after being basically paralyzed for almost six months of my life, I got on a treadmill one day in New York sports club. I started crying and like as I was running, so I was like, oh my gosh, I can use my legs, I can use my arms, I'm so blessed. And that changed my life. Um, and I've always been sort of since then, you know, very into a healthy lifestyle. And obviously when I found out about my mouth, um, which is very odd as I don't smoke, and so again, going to the appointments is very important just because you're healthy doesn't mean that, you know, your body isn't gonna throw mm-hmm. some tricks your way. Mm-hmm. Um, it changed my life in that I looked at my children. I looked at sort of everything around me. We lived in a big house at the time in Westport. Um, and I just sort of brought everything back to reality and said, none of this really matters. You have to do it, follow your dreams. And it gave me, in a weird way, Nina, a perspective on life that I feel very blessed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't float through life being you know, I don't want to say ungrateful or, you know, because I'm sure everybody is grateful, but it really gives me a sense of two feet on the ground. Every day is important Mm -hmm. every single day. And it has given me a real hard look at, um, sort of how to lead your life. I am my own change agent. And I think that, um, everybody should just take a minute and realize that health, yes, is very important, but living your life every day like it's almost your last is really mm-hmm. um, the most important takeaway that I have. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I love that. Be your own change agent. I love that. We're all going to work on that in 2019. Yeah. So tell us, I want to just stay on the health for one second. Sure. Tell us, like, how is your health now? Do you have to go get checkups on, you know, once yes. you've had mouth cancer? Yes. And like you said, you had it surgically removed. But so now do you go and get checkups? Yep. And how is your health now? Sure. Um, so, you know, I'm very, I'm followed with um, Dr. Boyle at uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering. I go every year. In fact, I go every January. So um, in a couple of weeks, I'm going. Um, and so far, so good. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. Here Knock we go. Knock on wood. Here we go. Um, 
So I go once a year. I used to go, you know, every obviously every three months and six months, and now it's every year. Um, and every single time I'm nervous. Of course. Um, which is, you know, kind of this, like, good reality check. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that's really the follow-up that I do for that. And then, obviously, I do other checkups. Okay. Um, but you but feel good otherwise. I feel good. Yep. I'm currently you, recovering from pneumonia. Yeah. So <laughs> other than, other her, than that, like, Other yeah. than her Christmas pneumonia yes, and stress. Yes, my Christmas. Um, Santa brought me a very special present this year of pneumonia. Um, but other than that, yes, I'm totally fine. Okay, good. Well, we're so glad that you're healthy. And I think it's important, too, because you are... You're really good at taking care of yourself, although you do work a yes. lot. But um, I always see you working out and eating well, so I think that's also super important too. So let's talk about the the quitting your job. Yes. Let's talk about that part because I'm still so fascinated by that. So how scared were you to actually quit your big corporate job and pursue your dream job of having your own business, having your own design business, which is mm-hmm. what you always wanted to do and going out on your own, doing your own thing. Like, what was that like? Were you scared? Were you nervous? You know, um, I marched out of there with total confidence. Um, I had faced cancer. I had faced, um, you know, almost dying in a in the middle of the street in the year 2000, I feel like for me, those, these life death experiences are what scare me. I'm a little bit of a risk taker. I'm very nomadic in personality that way. Um, you know, willing to try new things. And I have a college education. I knew I was a smart woman. If it didn't work out, I wanted to try this for a year. If it didn't work out, I would go back. Yeah. Um, so, and I never burned any bridges. So I felt like I could do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I really walked out with my head high and I was, supported by I mean at the time mostly men yeah <laughs> um in the corporate world but um supported by a group of of um sort of CEOs and and um SVPs and EVPs that were just like you go girl so I I left there knowing that I could always go back if I needed to um and I trusted myself right and you just wanted to go for it so good for you but yeah. so then how do you even get started like tell us walk us through how did you get started? I feel like, if I remember correctly, you started kind of small in the beginning. You took on Out of small my projects. guest room in my house. Right. And you were yeah. doing a lot of exterior work. Yes, I remember mostly. seeing like some of your, you know, your your window boxes and your planters because yep. you were doing exterior design as well yes. as interior design. So how did you even get started? Walk us through like how did you even sure. start? Like with any business, I think, especially around here, um, it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm very um, blessed to have an incredible community of women like you and um, who support me and gave me a chance. I mean, you know, there's a lot of designers. Um, I knew that my niche was coastal um, design. It always has been. I just love working with neutrals, but a lot of color and, you know, trying to bring the beach lifestyle to wherever you live, whether it be in the suburbs or on the water, it doesn't matter. And we can bring that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I left, I packed boxes and I signed up for, I think for the first thing I did was sign up for, what is it? Legal zoom. Oh yeah. Legal uh, zoom. I mean like, and I was like, should I be an LLC or should I be a sole proprietor? I have no idea what I'm doing. And what did you do? Um, LLC. So in the beginning I actually was sole proprietorship. Okay. Um, and then I recently actually, um, am now an LLC. Okay. Um, there was a couple of different reasons for that. And yep. I can't remember why. I worked out. We can my Google that house. later. We can Google it later. 
Um, I worked out of my house in my guest room. I said to my husband, can you put the bed in the attic? Because I have to put a desk here. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Um, yeah, so the in-laws couldn't come visit for a while. Whoops. That's okay. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then I was doing mostly exterior work, like you said. And then what happened is just like through word of mouth, those exterior clients were like, oh, they would bring me through their house, be like, what do you think I should do with the space? I think Mackenzie Pretty, actually, at Joyride oh, was Mac. one of my first sort of people who <laughs> we laughed because I think I chicken scratched sort of the cost of things from my attic that she really liked. And she was like, oh, I really want this mirror. And I was like, yeah, I have this from, it's in actually in my attic. And I was going to resell it, you know, like on Craigslist or something. I'll sell it to you for blah, blah, blah. And slowly but surely, we started to decorate her home. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Like, hilarious. So, um, you know, that it was just, it kind of just very happened um, very um, organically, very mm-hmm. naturally. Um, we didn't. Well, you were really also have, good like, at plan. like taking pictures. You would take yeah. pictures. Well, and then... social media has always been sort of yeah. this fun thing for me. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it. I'm a total believer in it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I don't use it as a political platform. I certainly don't use it as a religious platform. Right. Um, yeah, that's negative. But... That's negative vibes. Yeah. That, that would be no. Gail's got bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I use it to promote others and to promote obviously myself and my work. Um, and, so and yeah, I think you that's would take what it should pictures, be for. So I would then, take pictures and yeah. post it and then, you know, all of a sudden I started gaining followers and then Liz People Joy. were like, can you do what I did? Can you do what you did in that picture to my I know, house? And I'm like, wait, you like what I did? I don't understand. Oh, thank you so much. Sure. I could do that for you. I'm like, thanks for believing in me. And I would walk in with like, you know, I, I knew I was, I, I did it because I loved it. I didn't really think that it would become like a huge you know, as successful as it is, I don't want to be like, I don't ever want to be like a 20 employee company or anything. I always do want to stay small and, um, because I, you know, I want to give my clients as much attention as possible. But, um, I think also another big sort of jump start was, um, Liz Joy with Pure Joy Home, mm-hmm. who's an incredible blogger and influencer. And, uh, yeah, influencer, we love her. And she's just an incredible person. Um, I worked with her on her living room project and I think one day she just sort of blogged about me and then we, you know, sort of had a collaboration online and that brought me more followers and more clients. All of it, yeah. And all of it just happens through, honestly, through like happy, happy events, mm-hmm. happy things. Yeah. And when clients are happy, they tell people about yeah. you, right? Yeah. Which I mean, helps. the big mass though, when you start a business is how to bill, mm-hmm. what your fees are, what your com- competition is doing. Um, per hour, flat fee, you know, time on the road, like that, that's always like from an entrepreneurial standpoint. And I still hear it even from really established designers. It's a very case by case basis. It's not something where you have a letter of agreement and then that's it. And it's sort of like in the corporate world, this is your contract. It doesn't matter who you are. It's not true. It's just in our world as a designer and I'm sure as many others or even as personal trainers or whoever, you know, you have to accommodate every client differently. Mm-hmm. Every project is different. Right. So that's what I wanted to ask you about is what are the what were the biggest challenges you had when you first started? Was it trying to figure out what to bill people and what yeah. to charge people or what were your I think biggest hands challenges? Down, that was the biggest challenge is like what to charge people. I think Well, right, because you're like, Am I worth twenty dollars an hour? Am or I am worth, I worth two hundred dollars an, an hour? hour? Um, you know, and then also I, I think that so was So what's the your best challenge. advice on that? Like do you ask other designers who have sure started did. out and say, I What sure do you did. bill? So I know what to bill? You know, it's I sure did. I went out and I I asked a lot of you know, designers 
designers who I look up to. And I said, you don't have to tell me, but if you're willing to help me along, this is what I'm thinking. And I got to tell you, some people close their door and some people open their door. And I had, um, thankfully, a lot of good mentors along the way. Yeah, that helps to have good mentors, right? Yeah. And I think that also it helped because my design was still very different than mm -hmm. other designers' design, which may Mm -hmm. be... Um, a little bit more, I don't want to say more luxurious than mine because, you know, but I don't consider, you know, I don't consider myself putting in like a $20,000 rug. It's just not who I am as a designer. I would rather sort of bargain hunt for, or go to like, you know, um, Brimfield or something and find a perfect rug for a client at Um, a good price at a good price. So I think, you know, and, and it's very coastal. So I have a niche. And so I think that that sort of helped like with the competition. Like I think people are like, Oh, Gail's doing her like beach thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, they're like, Oh, you know, yeah, let's, let's, you know, bring her along and show her the ropes a little bit. Cause what is she doing? No, but like, you know, it was, everybody was really nice. Yeah. Well, way. so that was and good, still is. good advice to have good mentors yes. and ask, ask them questions. Right. My mom said on the podcast and I know you listen to her, if you don't ask, you don't get. So ask, I think that's important. It's very people important. are, there are some people, like you said, that are willing to help and those that aren't, you know, you good know, riddance, but yeah. if those that help you, you know, that's, that's important for all of us. And then now you'll pay it forward to someone who might come to you 100%. and say, you know, I'm starting out. What do I, you know, what do I charge? Cause that sounds like that's something in the beginning. That's a big challenge. It is. And I think that in general, as a female, um, you have to ask, mm-hmm. you have to put yourself out there and, and, and you are vulnerable. You mm-hmm. are new to the industry and you are, you know, not as established as others. And some people will be not, you know, welcoming and some will, but I think just like I learned in the corporate world, you know, you got to ask for your 10% raise that so-and-so got, and you have got to push your, put yourself out there and push yourself out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. to get more money and to get what you've earned and what you deserve. And Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing in entrepreneurship. Yep. Don't get pushed around because you, you can. Yeah. I could still be billing at $65 an hour and make no money and, you know, at some point, as much as you can love your job, you're working seven days a week, you know, getting, especially in this day and age, you know, client texts at 10 o'clock at night, it's not worth $65 now. Right, right. Especially when you should nope. be in bed by then, Gail. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm in bed by 9.30 now. I know, I know. We're Life getting, has changed. We're getting old. Life has changed. Well, so if someone's out there that's listening, what is your best advice? If someone's out there and they have a corporate job or whatever their situation is, but they have a dream like you did, and you designed your dream and you went for it. Um, and it's so inspiring to hear. But what is your best advice for someone who's out there that is listening and has a dream? Oh, my goodness. That's that's like it's it's hard. Um, that's a lot of that's a hard question, Nina, because like I guess my best advice would be to follow your gut. And um, but I've always been lucky to have a pretty like good head on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, was really brought up to, to really believe in the things that, that you do, um, follow your gut. Yep. And, um, if you, you know, I started after I got sick, I started surfing and I was like, no way. And my good friend who used to be in Westport took me, um, surfing in New Hampshire one day and I got on the board with her. She, we took a lesson together and it will forever be ingrained in my memory 
forever because it was totally out of my comfort zone. I was like, and, and the wave in New Hampshire at the time, it was winter, or no, it was summer, So, but the water was still so cold. It was cold. You were probably I mean, in a wetsuit. it wet was suit. like freezing. Yeah. Totally wetsuit booties and like, we didn't have a hood because, you know, come on, you got to look somewhat good. But <coughs> I remember um, going out of my comfort zone and doing this and the waves were pretty small and, and Hayden, my eldest, got the, you know, the video of me catching a wave and I was like standing up on the board and I was like, this is it this is my life. Like this is just get out there and trust your gut and do things that you can't know that it's not good for you unless you try it. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously within reason, don't try anything bad, but in terms of just trying things, if you're smart and you're confident and you know, you can always go back or Mm -hmm. you can always do something else. If you paint your wall red, because you think it's like a sexy color and you want it on your ceiling in your bedroom, for example. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Same thing in life. Yep. You can repaint. Repaint it. Yeah. You can. And if you believe like and lead your life that way, mm-hmm. like honestly, the world is at your fingertips. Yep. I love that. So get up on that surfboard, you guys. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yes, please do. I love it. So now that you, I want to talk more about some of the challenges. Um, So now that you've had success, we talked about the challenges in the beginning, but now that you have a successful small business here in Connecticut, we're so proud of you. Thank you. It's so amazing to watch what your story and watch your journey. But so now what are the challenges that you face as a successful small business owner in Connecticut? Um... I'm sure they've changed since the beginning when you didn't know how much to build. Yeah, people. that's over. Although, you know, that changes again a little bit. But um, I think the challenges are um, learning the hard way as to how to pick your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just some really unhappy people out there. Yep. <laughs> and they're probably not listening because only, well, only happy people listen to I this. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, although, who knows? Um, there's some really unhappy people out there. Mm-hmm. And, and going through the hardships of finishing projects with unhappy people, wow. Yeah, that must that be was, tough. Um, that's tough. And yep. I know that I'm speaking for all designers right now. Yep. Um, that's tough. Yeah. It's not worth any money. Yeah. Um, so, so be picky with think about your clients. Your Yep. You know, trust the vibe that you get mm-hmm. from that first. Again, go back to trust your gut. Yeah, trust your gut. Yep. Just like trust the vibe that you get from the minute you have either a phone consultation or an at-home consultation. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's a 7,000 square foot home and it's worth, you know, the flat fee that you're going to bill or the hourly rate or whatever it is, I would say nothing is worth than working with a family that will never be happy mm-hmm. and super, super picky. Yeah, that's um, hard. I think, you know, I don't want to like put down my own job, but like at the end of the day, we are dealing with design. We are not curing cancer. Um, and there's no such thing as perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with art. You know, I pick usually artists that have this like very imperfect approach to the way they lead their life, but also just like, you know, their art themselves. And, um, I, I'm, it's not going to be perfect, perfect. Right. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, I really picking and choosing my clients, I guess would be the biggest challenge. Now. Yeah. The biggest challenge yeah. and, the, and also the biggest opportunity, um, because, yep. you know, and, and being able to time your clients. So let's say there's three, you know, we kick off the new year, I have three consults coming up in a row and it's like being able to time them appropriately because 
I used to be able to have like four or five different active homes at one time. And what I found was that I was being stretched too thin and my creativity was being jeopardized. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I really try to take on two projects at one time. And then so will that client and the wings wait for you? So maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. And so that's their loss. Just kidding. Um, But or will, you know, they not and, and go to someone else. I have no problem referring some clients who are just not the same aesthetic as what I, you know, right. as me right. to another designer yeah, um, at all. So I think that's great. In fact, there's designers that have referred clients to me that are for beach homes. So I'm very grateful for those people. Um, but yeah, I would say that the, you know, the, yeah. the choosing the clients and timing it right and making sure that you stay, you know, true to yourself. Yeah, that's good advice. I love that. Well, so this is sort of the million dollar question that I like to talk about here. We here. here we go. Um, as working moms. Am I allowed to ask questions too? Like, <laughs> yes. what, is this podcast both ways? What's yeah, happening? what do you got for I me? Mean, like, seriously. So the million dollar question. What do you want to know about Nina? Yeah, oh gosh. They, they're probably bored of me. But um, the million dollar question I like to talk about because I think this is a topic we struggle with so much here um, as working moms is balance. So I wanted to get, what is your advice? How do you juggle it all, right? You've had, you have this successful small business. That's sort of like your third baby. I call this podcast, my third baby. How do you juggle it all? I feel like every day is, you know, is different, obviously for all of us that are working and trying to raise, raise our families, raise Mm. our kids. But what, what is your advice on balance? Well, this may not be everybody's like mojo, but so um, self care is is my uh, is the way that I lead my life. Um, I've always worked. My kids were in daycare. Um, my youngest was in preschool because he was preemie, so he was too sick to be in daycare. But we started in daycare. I would drop my eldest off at daycare on the way to work at seven thirty in the morning and not pick him up till seven o'clock at night. Um, that's probably frowned upon, but that was my life. Um, my husband worked in the city, um, and then we had two kids and I traveled a lot and, you know, um, I've always worked. So I, um, don't, I guess my advice would be to balance is don't let your children lead your life. You have to lead your life yourself and they will follow Mm -hmm. you. They are a product of their environment. So I, um, truly believe that, you know, they have a, they know that they have a working mom. And they're not, you know, upset about it and they're not lacking anything and they're completely independent boys. Um, They're well-mannered. I'm in love with my children. I really am. Um, I think anybody who meets my boys is like, oh my God, what are you doing? And I'm bragging about them because I truly honestly think that they are very special. Um, But I don't succumb to every need of theirs. Um, So I balance it when I go to the gym. I, you know, mommy goes to the gym. Like I, yes, I leave them at home. That's okay. Oh my gosh. That's okay. Yes. I leave them at home. Hayden's perfectly capable yeah, of he's babysitting. He's going to be 13. Ah! I mean, which is like, what? And then, um, you know, my youngest will be 10. So if the police is listening, <laughs> don't come to my house. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, but even when they were younger and I would go to the gym, you know, I would either get a sitter or like I would bring them with me. Yeah. Um, Mine are in the daycare at the gym like, I mean, like all the time. Right. But it's important. And they see you doing these things. Yeah. So they actually end up balancing their own lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I because I've always worked, I never really thought about it as balanced. It's just kind of part of my, my life. Mm-hmm. But self-care, like I hate to say this out loud, but like I am number one. I am number one. 
And um, because without me as sort of the matron of the family, if I fall apart, like I was sick through Christmas, I swear, and I have an incredible husband um, who is like very hands-on and very, we're a big team together. Um, but if I'm falling apart, it sort of trickles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then the family falls yeah, apart. I, I, yeah, Honestly, yeah. yeah. And we have two crazy dogs. And so um, we just, you know, I, I take care of myself. Yep. And that's how I balance because if I start to sacrifice too much, my mental health is just not there. Yep. And I, I'm not good for anybody. I know. I know. Well, that's why I work out. I say it's because it's my therapy. So it really <laughs> is. It really is. And, you know, having a good support network around mm-hmm. you too helps. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of, I meant, you know, you mentioned your tagline is live beautifully, which yeah. I love. But so who, like, where do you draw your inspiration from? Like, who inspires you? Like, where do you get where do you get your design inspiration from? Obviously, you know, you mm-hmm. have the beachy inspiration from France and from living at the beach in yeah. Connecticut. But so where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, so from a design perspective, I actually thought about this. I did a little homework before I came over to Nina's Happy Podcast. Um, but um, obviously I get very inspired by um, the ocean lifestyle, sort of mm-hmm. the beach lifestyle. Um, anything near the water, really. Um <laughs> It's not very complicated. However, my design is, um, I have two people that I wanted to give a shout out to actually today, um, who I follow on Instagram, but also just as people, I think they're really wonderful, um, wonderful women. Um, but they're, they're just incredible designers. Um, not from around here. Okay. Um, Well, we love Instagram. So give us the shout outs. So from a design perspective, I follow, and I might be butchering her last name, so it's really bad. It's okay. We'll put it in the notes. It's Mindy Geyer or Geyer. It's G-A-Y-E-R. G-A-Y-E-R. Um, she is incredible and I really love her work and she's just fresh and also very coastal, but still traditional, um, and also very innovative with her, um, mill work and her ideas okay um, and where's she out of mindy so Gayer? i think i want to say california but okay. i could be wrong okay um, well that would then, make sense because you're yeah, so beachy yeah and then kate marker interiors okay um, kate marker yeah, is it m-a-r-k-e-r yeah okay is she um, local or no no neither one are local no i love um, that it's so good to branch out great. right yeah and you know honestly i'm like a total you know like geek a little bit because i'm like oh my god i love your work Oh my gosh. Um, and so I really feel like they're I, stalker a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I like, like every picture. And then like sometimes, well, that's okay. On, Cause I like all your pictures uh, too. I know. And Insta stories, I'll be like, write a little note and I'll be like, hi, I'm Gail Dudley. Really, I love you. I just want to tell you, you're really good at what you do. Keep doing you. Um, oh, but that's so good. But those two women are, um, are, are really great. That's yeah. good. Well, yeah, you're such a good talented. encourager like that on Instagram. So tell us about your Instagram. What is your I'm handle? I'm all over the place. So my Instagram, I can't tell you how many, like, you know, there's, there's like social media gurus out there now who like do this for a living, right? They make you look really good on Instagram and make everything the same filter and like the same format. I'm oh like, Oh my God, my eyes are crossing right now. Yeah, I wouldn't even I'm know how to the do worst. that. But. So, but we, I love your Instagram. Oh my God. Well, thank you. Because I don't know that everybody does, but, and literally I think I've even posted on my own Instagram. Like I'm not your typical design Instagram. My, um, my Instagram is my life. Yeah. So I well, post. Well, it's, it's about your boys and your dogs and your, and, and your, and your, and your job and, and your husband fitness and, and your friends. Yes. It's, it's, um, I what makes, you know, what sort makes of Gail, Gail. Yeah. 
Um, so it's at live GL design. It correct? is. Okay. It is. I did that um, off the top of my head. That's so. impressive. And it's not just down. GL design because believe it or not, that's taken. So the, GL design it's, is it's taken. Not like that's I wish so I had funny. some really good story about why it's live GL design, but it's really not. It's <laughs> really okay. not exciting. Do we know who has GL design? Have you ever <laughs> we talked do, to but, them? But thou shall remain oh, okay. unnamed. Okay, we won't discuss that then. Okay, yes, we won't yes. discuss um, that But then. I love my Instagram, and I love Instagram in general. Um, I know I probably need to post more design work. I have to say that one of my 2019, like, you know, um, charters and goals is to, um, I think I need, like, a little, like, PR help because I've done so much on your beautiful own. work on your own honestly and none of it is really posted or written up or we have obviously have you know some publication work which I'm very grateful for we have an article coming out um a beautiful spread in better homes and gardens in 2019 um, hello I'm very excited can I have your autograph um oh my god I'm so Only proud of you it's amazing um, but there's a lot of girl love going on right now um, but yeah, I, um, so could maybe use a, a little, little PR, PR help, um, okay. just putting myself out there more because I think I put myself out there more mm-hmm. I don't put my work out yeah. there more. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Um, well, cause so, you're humble maybe about it. Who knows? You know, know, maybe I don't think Gail and humble go together. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sure people will be laughing if they're listening to this, be like, yeah, yeah, she's not. Um, but yes, I do have my own insecurities. Um, so putting yourself out there in a magazine against, you know, a couple of other like editors and a couple of other really established designers is certainly yeah you putting know, yourself out there. Intimidating, yeah. I'll um, say, especially and also the fear of being turned down. Yep. Um. So and there's a whole art form behind it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but we'll see. Well, so other than asking for a little PR help, my final question is, what's next for Gail? What's next for Gail? Um, getting a little PR help. Getting a little That's on the horizon. Help. Can't yes. wait to see that. Um, I think what's next for Gail, um, I, I don't have like a really resolution. I have one fitness resolution, but I don't have a resolution per se for work. I have to say I'm very content. Um, I don't find that I'm often. in a happy I place. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think maybe work, um, faster, mm-hmm. um, but smarter, that's maybe work harder smarter. to do when you only have, you know, one or two employees, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm very happy with where I am. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I love that. It's yeah. so good. And you have Lisa, so, you know, yes. she's like... She's incredible. She's your work wife, so... She's my... Honestly, she's my angel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, we just want to thank you so much for being here and sharing thank your you. amazing story. I mean, wow. So much so thank much you. good information on this podcast. Thank all you. All coming from Gail Dudley, because you inspire all of us so much to be thank better... You to be better and to like you said live every day to the fullest and yes. live, live beautifully yes and be grateful for being here every single day and you know your journey is truly incredible and, I and just, yours as well oh well thanks well I just um I also want to give you a shout out for all the work you do to raise money for cancer and Thank I you. love being part of that every year you do this amazing um ride cycle for survival, cycle for survival and We'll be doing it all again this spring together yes. um, as a as a crew, as your tribe. But it is amazing to be a part of it. And I think um, it's nice for that you give back like that. And I think that's an important lesson for everyone that even if you've gone through a health scare or a health crisis, that when you come out on the other side that you give back. Yeah. Because I think that is something that's really important for everyone. So kudos to you for that. I think giving back 
and not caring as much about what people think of you in 2019 is is really, you know, a mantra that I hope everybody can follow. Yes, I love that. Um, there is somebody on Instagram that I want to give a shout oh, out to. Oh, okay. One more. Yeah. Let's... Her name is um, Yana Robinson, and she. Is, How do you spell Yana? Um, J A N N A, I believe. Um, Robinson. Last Robinson. Name. Okay. Yana Robinson. She is a poet. Okay. Um, a real, um, you know, I don't want to call her a feminist because I think that word is overused, but a real sort of um, embodies sort of girl strength and uh, women empowerment. It's it's really really empowering. So I, I okay. encourage everyone to really think about you know staying authentic and just following your dreams. Love it. 2019. Let's do this. We're going to crush it. You heard it from Gail herself. So Gail, we love you so much. Everyone follow Gail Dudley on Instagram at live GL design. And she certainly is a wonderful person and amazing friend. So thanks for being such a good news guest today. Love you so much. And thank you all for listening. I'm so grateful for all of you. I know that I would not be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can find me on iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe and rate and review my podcast too. Remember, the mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Please find me on Instagram because as Gail and I just said, we love Instagram. I'm at Nina B for Bradley and then Clark. Don't forget, I have an E at the end. Thank you again for listening and let's keep being awesome.